Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. You're listening to Fuck's Given, the one with Becky from Anti-Diet Riot Club. Hello curious fuckers. I'm Reed and I'm Florence and together we're come curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram, every Thursday we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Mm. Hey Becky. Hi guys. That sounds like me, but it's not. (laughs) Reed, you are not supposed to say hi now. Okay, if you couldn't, if you didn't notice already, this is our first attempt at recording um, remotely completely. So we're all in different areas in London on our little laptops trying to give you a Fox Given episode. Yeah, welcome to the quarantine edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is COVID-19 podcasting. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Becky, please tell our lovely curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Oh, hello, curious fuckers. I love that name. Um, I am <laughs> Becky Young. <laughs> I'm the founder of Anti-Diet Riot Club, which is a platform and rebel community and event series dedicated to dismantling diet culture um, and educating people about the dangers of dieting and body shame and fat phobia and trying to empower those people to leave dieting in their past and embrace their bodies as they are right now without wanting to change them. Um, And we do that through events and workshops, talks, Meetups, we did a big festival in January, which was all day of body positive, anti-diet, sex positive content. Um, and we also just try and give a platform to the campaigners and activists and like academics who are really um, changing the field and paving the way for the work that we do, um, try and get them out to all the people. Amazing, Becky. Round of a fucking applause. (laughs) (laughs) You are changing the world for the better. That sounded so sarcastic, I promise you it wasn't. (laughs) How did you get into that, Becky? I appreciate it. Okay, I don't know. I'm an events manager, freelancer in the events world, and I have been for quite a while. So... This was my way of kind of giving back to the body acceptance community, which had changed my life. So I had been dieting since I was sort of 13, 14, on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if I was not dieting, I was feeling shit about my body and feeling so much guilt and shame that, you know, it was equally as bad as when I was on a diet. Um, And Mm. so I had this kind of epiphany moment in 2015, 2016, and I discovered the online body positive BOPO community and it really just yeah. totally changed my outlook. I had a complete mindset shift and realized that I'd been wasting all my time and money and energy on these diets that were actually built to fail. And my body was just reaping mm. the consequences of that through this like yo-yo weight loss and weight gain. Um, and my mental health was affected too. And I was like sick of it. And so I read and researched and found out as much as I could about the kind of anti-diet field. Um, Mm. And then I came back from a long traveling trip and wanted to do something myself. I was actually just like unemployed and very frustrated in London (laughs) and also going through a heart, my my biggest ever heartbreak. Um, Oh no. Yeah, I actually managed to make something beautiful come out of that, which was I I decided I wanted to do like a kind of support meeting, like a like a Weight yeah. Watchers meeting, but anti diet. Um, yeah, amazing. So I 
yeah, so I booked Megan Crab to speak. Met Body Posy Panda. You probably know her. She yes, spoke at the first yeah, she's ever amazing. one. And we sold out. A hundred people came and it was great. That's amazing. That's oh, so, cool. so good. Like turning a potential weakness into like a strength, like a superpower. That's what we've got to do with yeah. that. Anything we're going through, any shit yeah. we're dealing with. I feel like breakups yeah. can like be such an inspiration and like real big boost mm. to kind of, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, turn what is sort of like pain in your life into something really creative and like something that's going to help other people because I think when you're like when you are going through like heartbreak and you really are like really going through it yourself like for some reason it's really cleansing to then like help other people Mm. Mm. it 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 does well it's supposed to be there to motivate you because obviously we go through the stages of heartbreak and being depressed and being down and and blaming everything on ourselves but once you start turning that around and it's almost like you, especially if they've broken your heart, you want to, you have to see it as almost like a productive revenge where you're like, right, well, I'm going to show you <laughs> what you're missing out on and, and what you messed up on. So I'm going to do all this amazing stuff. And in turn, that, that starts off being revenge, but it actually just ends up benefiting yourself overall anyway. Revenge. Exactly. Revenge it's just basically sweet. a huge learning curve. And you mm. you gain so much out of it really, really without realising it. I mean, it would have been very easy for me, and I think it is for a lot of people, to completely blame the breakup of this relationship on me and my body because I tended to do that a lot. So any rejection that I experienced yeah. was, it's because I'm fat or it's because I'm ugly, you know, that kind of mindset. Mm. And yeah. so I'm... I managed to somehow because I had this like emotional toolbox that I gained from learning so much about what like radical body politics and you know what the diet industry was doing and diet culture and how that made me think about myself I managed Mm. to have somehow the strength to be like okay I'm not going to blame this all on my body in fact I'm just gonna try and make other people bring other people along this like empowering ride with me and hopefully I can help someone Fuck number one. The last fuck. So apart from my own fucking of myself, uh, which we've obviously been doing quite a lot of during quarantine. um, (laughs) (laughs) Quite a lot of. I'm going to say my last fuck was in Brazil. (laughs) Oh, Brazil. Oh my god, holiday sex. Holiday sex is the best. Yeah, and Brazil is next level sexual. Like, it was unreal. Uh, I actually went there with not having had sex with someone else for quite a while. Oh, really? Yeah, like, not, it wasn't like, I don't know, I just hadn't really, my fuck buddy kind of like stopped being my fuck buddy. And, um, I hadn't really met anyone and it was just a bit of a dry patch not like massive but anyway I went to Brazil and it was like an awakening of the senses and the sensuality because the first the first night I get there um we're like up until 3am and this Brazilians are so forward well a lot of them are um and this Mm. girl's like you know, I want to take you into the bathroom and kiss you. Can I do that? And I'd, I'd been in Brazil <gasps> for about three hours and I was like, I fucking love Brazil. Yes, please. We can definitely <laughs> yes. go into the bathroom. <laughs> and wow. um, it, yeah, it kind of continued like that. Everyone's really forward there. They don't, they don't mess about with like sort of English politeness. They're like, I like you and I want to kiss you. So I was there for Rio Carnival, which mm-hmm. was incredible. Uh, this is like, there's like weeks of partying before carnival and they basically the Brazilians, the local Brazilians, they break up with their boyfriends and girlfriends before and they get back together <laughs> with them afterwards. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's it's pretty crazy. amazing. And so, That's so when you're cool. there, if you say like, Oh, I have a, I have a, I have a partner. They're like, what? They look at you in, in like absolute shock like why do you have a boyfriend right now it's carnival that's insane i never knew about that we have to go florence that sounds amazing (laughs) yeah that sounds so good (laughs) it's it was kind of my idea of heaven so basically when you're there as well you 
everyone is just getting off with everyone. You hold someone's wow. eye for like two seconds and they just come up and they're just like, go towards you for a snog and you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, it, sometimes it can be a little bit forward. Um, and I think a lot of people might find that overwhelming, but I fucking love it. So I was having a great time. <laughs> that sounds so incredible. So you were having like all this sex during the carnival? Uh, yeah, before and after. Not as much during because like you're just, the seven days of carnival is so mad. Um, just partying. There's not, you're just knackered. I don't, don't really think, I did have, mm-hmm. I actually got with one person during carnival but before carnival on my like second or third day we went to like a pre-carnival party with one of the a hostel I wasn't staying in but I'd met someone on the plane on the way there this guy from Manchester and made friends with him and uh yeah he was super lovely and super hot but there just wasn't a thing there between us but he took me to his hostel which had loads of really cute people there um and Mm. then we went to this big party and I met this Dutch Egyptian guy and we mm, actually hello. this is not the last time that I had sex but we that night we went to what they call in Brazil love hotels yeah which are like ah. basically seedy little motels and made to have sex in because obviously it's quite a Christian country and I'm guessing like the young people and sex workers and things like that but loads of people basically use these sex these love hotels um wow uh yeah it's really cool I didn't know that it was one I just thought it was like a cheap motel that you could just rock up at any time of the night and buy I was like it's just a very convenient place to have sex (laughs) and he was like no this is a sex hotel like and I was like no it's not like it's just a really convenient place and then he was like have you seen the menu on the table and he showed me this menu that was like on the bedside table it was called like 69 line and um it was a fold out a fold-out menu with, like, dildos, butt plugs, like, condoms, <laughs> fancy dress outfits that you could ring up on the phone and they'll come deliver it. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's so, why do we not have, like, yeah. the UK? Fuck, why are we so boring? Yeah. I know, it was really that epic. And I was, cool. like, I was like, you can just get all these different types of lube set in, all these, like, anal beads. I was like, this is amazing. Why did we not use this last night? Why were we just having sort of standard sex? <laughs> Where was the butt plug? <laughs> anyway so that guy I met before carnival we then met up again once at the end of Rio and then I went off traveling for a bit came back and on our last night my last night in Brazil we rented a really fancy room with like a rooftop pool looking over the Copacabana and just had like all night well we went actually for a meat buffet and then came back to the room for like a sex buffet That sounds so divine. <laughs> that is such a good last fuck. Yeah, that's so delicious. So much better than just standard sex in London. I mean, hey now, hey now, <laughs> yeah, don't I mean... put down standard sex in London. <laughs> that can be fucking mind blowing. Yeah, exactly. I don't. It, in terms of like the actual sex, like it was like spurred on by the like the context, the fancy hotel room, the fact that like mm. we'd kind of had two encounters before, but this was like the first time that we had like you know, like hours together. So we just had loads of sex without it needing to like go any us go anywhere or be up for anything or being really hungover. Also, we were like, wow. like there was like booze and substances involved, which was fun. Yeah, and, baby. Um, yeah, and like, it was like last night in Brazil. So we were just fucking going for it. So the whole thing was really like exciting and different, which is what sometimes yeah. makes sex to me. Yeah, definitely. Just like, just when the whole experience is just like completely different to what um you would usually do at home I think that's why holiday sex is so amazing though isn't it because it's just it's just like nothing you ever usually do which is just exciting Mm. did you stay in touch or was it like you know whatever stays in Rio is in Rio yeah no we've got each other on Instagram oh we've got we went to the, we actually spent the whole next day like doing sort of touristy things together um went for like a really classic brazilian lunch and then went to the airport together because i was meeting my friends but we were flying at roughly the same time so we had a whole day so it wasn't just straight banging it was like other stuff too but there was no like there's no like real feelings there it was we were just into each other for the sex which is i'm totally fine with i don't need any other that's feelings amazing yeah. perfection fuck two the first fuck. Ooh, 
okay. I don't know. I've listened to a few of the other podcasts, and in comparison, mine was like to some of them at least. Mine was really quite perfect. It was with my first boyfriend. Oh. Um. And I mean, this is my first like P and B penetration fuck. I did other sexual stuff before, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. My first, what I saw in my mind as my first fuck was with my first ever love. We went out for three years and I'd always said, I had this like idea in my mind. I was 15 at the time. I had this idea in my mind that like, you know, I'd wait for like months. And then like after two weeks, I was like, no way. I need to, I need to have sex with this person. <laughs> I don't know what sex is <laughs> yet, but I need to do it. Um, and I can't really remember much of it. Like I've got quite a bad long term memory. I can't remember how it, what it felt like. I don't know if you guys can, you remember what it actually felt like. Yeah, I do. Um, mm. I remember it, I remember it feeling exactly how I imagined it feeling and being like, oh yeah, I kind of expected this. Because I know it was, because I mean, I practiced with penetration, like shoving objects inside me and fingers. And I, I yeah. assumed it was going to be like that, but just a little bit more uncomfortable. And I think, think, I, think mm. I hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I don't really remember what the actual sensation was. I remember like everything like uh, like a surrounding the act of the first time, but I remember it feeling like I remember sort of being like okay, this is a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit sore probably just because we weren't using lube. Um but like the actual sensation I can't really remember. I just remember feeling so happy afterwards. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I've done it finally. <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was pretty like how I would have wanted my first time in like mm. quotation marks to be because I'd had loads of other sexual experiences before and they I'd also really enjoyed that and I knew I would enjoy it, but I didn't in terms of like what I saw as like I hate the word term losing my virginity, but at that time that's what I saw it as. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted it to be this like special thing with someone that I really liked and I got that and so I'm glad because I know a lot of people who've had really like bad first experiences mm. um, and I know I remember we played we had to like play music because I this I used to this a lot when I was having sex for the first time when I was younger I had to have music playing otherwise I felt it was awkward ah. yeah loads of people so have it was that. black keys <laughs> yeah it was the black keys midnight in her eyes and oh I was my obsessed god with that song. Yeah. oh my god the black the black keys is like some of my sex music as well it's so ah. good for having sex too nice. I think music's so like amazing. such a normal thing though because around the time you're losing your virginity often or not you are living with your parents still so it's like really normal to like exactly, put yeah. on the music loud to try and yeah. muffle the noises that you're trying to awkwardly have sex but mine was yeah. less about like covering up the noises it was more about I didn't want it to feel awkward between me and the, whoever I was having sex with yeah I definitely remember yeah. that feeling quite strongly yeah because um when I don't know sometimes when it's all silent and you just sort of like you can hear each other kind of like breathing <laughs> and like yeah. you can hear like body parts slapping against each other <laughs> and like if you're already nervous if you're already nervous and you're already feeling awkward sometimes just the silence is a little bit unbearable yeah exactly that's that that was how I felt and I also I was quite self-conscious of my body I guess when I was a teenager and so maybe the music is kind Mm. of a like you know people are funny about like lights on lights off that kind of stuff um it was all about like creating the ambience so I didn't have to focus so much on me Mm. I do also remember one thing from that first time was I have a like a bone disease and it makes means I can't open my hips as much. And I remember just being like, I remember just being like, well, how the fuck do people get in these positions? Like, I can't get in these positions. Because on the movies, they mm-hmm. just make it look, and in porn, they just make it look so like, like, ease oh simple. God, yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it is simple. But for me and my, the way my bones are built and the way my body is built, it's not. And I just, at the, I remember mm-hmm. those first couple of times, I was like, what's going on? I swear you in the movies they just slide right in (laughs) yeah that's really frustrating I can't imagine I mean actually no like porn just sort of puts everyone's expectations like so high when it comes to positions but like Mm. not being able to move your body in like certain ways that you've seen must be must have been well porn's professionals it's like when you know when we look at professional dancers and we're like you know I'm gonna get on stage and I'm gonna go and dance Mm. and it would just never happen like Mm. that porn are professional fuckers that's their job 
So to to look at yeah, so true. To, like it's like I guess it's like anyone, you know, like oh wow, that acting is so amazing. I'm like I can do that acting, and it's it, it's stuff that we do have to learn as a skill and do practice with and do like not necessarily an- analyze ourselves, but really try and do our best to like learn those skills it does take time if not years mm. yeah but you don't I mean you don't have to like learn those like you don't have to learn to be in like loads no, of crazy definitely positions not. because quite a quite lot quite a lot of the time what you see in porn isn't even oh my god no. it just kind of looks yeah good for the camera I just love some good old missionary oh yeah baby oh me too or what was it missionary. flat dog downward dog like missionary but flipped over on your stomach mm. the lazy oh, bitch that's, the, that's my favorite one yeah, called the flat dog. I don't. It's called like Reed. We came up with a name. I thought the lazy bitch was spoons. Oh no, you are Ooh. right. Yeah, yeah. So the lazy bitch is basically like when you're in doggy but you're lying down. So like flat dog. Yeah, on your stomach. Yeah, yeah. That is hands down my fit. Hands down. <laughs> hands down my favorite position. <laughs> it's because it, I swear it just hits all the right spots properly, and like you know when you get really turned on and well loosey goosey yeah. then. And like, especially if your partner struggles yeah. to come anyway, it's like you can really tighten up your legs to to achieve that extra tightness mm. for him or yeah. her or whoever. <laughs> fuck three. The best fuck. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I really couldn't decide this. I'm sorry. This was so difficult. And. <laughs> I <laughs> I think I have a list of like five because they're just things are best fucks for so many different reasons. Yeah. It's not always just for the most amazing sexual encounter or the most amazing orgasm. There's always something different and I, I really couldn't choose. So I've got kind of a few different options. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us all of them. <laughs> okay. So the first time that I came just from like penetration not like clitoral stimulation mm. and it was in the sea oh wow what yeah and i don't know most most of the time i don't really like having sex in um like water because it gets a bit funny but this yeah. was so perfect and it was in the sea and it was at night and there were like other people around and it was just amazing <laughs> that's so that cool <laughs> were, were you were you skinny dipping yeah uh I mean, yes, by the end of it, I guess you were skinny dipping, but I don't think we went out there intentionally, like, naked. <laughs> it was at a festival, this, I think. By the way. It was a Benidorm festival. Benidorm! Uh, not Benidorm. Uh, no, not Benidorm. Benicassim. Benicassim. <laughs> <laughs> Very different things. Very different. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just your average holiday in Benidorm. Nothing <laughs> in the sea. Probably is. <laughs> yeah true it probably is <laughs> <laughs> okay and then there was the time that uh i cried while having sex on acid whoa that was amazing oh. happy tears yeah tears of complete joy oh that's so good but it was really intense yeah. and i've never cried i've never cried while having sex in a way that it was like this the sex can, can continue um i think if i cried during sex it would be like a massive like hey i need to stop i'm too yeah. emotional but this is like i need to sob and fuck at the same time <laughs> this is what i need to do and it was just yeah it was really cool that does sound amazing that's yeah. so amazing what was it like what was it like having sex on acid um so acid like in exaggerates all of your everything that you feel right so that's like in your mind mm. and physically so eating is incredible on psychedelics often and um you know it can be really overwhelming what you feel and what you see so it, it accentuates your senses so it does the same with sex so it feels like I mean I was having sex with a guy and so it felt just like every single nerve ending around his penis inside of me was just on fire like in the best way and I think that's why I was crying because it was just so good I also had been really emotional but the I wasn't when we started having sex I wasn't crying but it just like brought it out again and then I just couldn't stop crying (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) 
Wow. I love that you both were both were like so comfortable enough to keep going whilst while sobbing and it wasn't necessarily a turn off because sex because there are like so many different types of tears and crying when it comes to sex you can you can cry during sex yeah. because you feel so much pleasure or emotion or you can you can get that yeah. sort of weird emotional dip <clears throat> after sex where you come and then you suddenly just explode with emotion or you can get you know you can get really depressed after mm. sex because it's like a huge rise in in happy hormones and endorphins and then suddenly a dip so there are so many different types of crying with sex like my favorite one is is when I'm coming so much and I like it's almost like I can't like I'm so emotional and I can't emotional sounds like the wrong word because it sounds so negative but it isn't it's like I like the pleasure yeah. is so intense that just like it like, basically comes out of my eyeballs <laughs> Whoa. you're basically orgasming out of your eyes yeah, it's, it's mainly like after multiple <laughs> orgasms when it just keeps happening and you're like so overwhelmed with pleasure you're just like <laughs> like fully bawling your eyes out it's so good <laughs> that was actually Coming with my eyes one of my uh, long-term boyfriends so i feel like that's why i was yeah. so comfortable i think if it had been with someone that mm. i didn't know as well it wouldn't have been but like we were just there for each other and i felt that in a massive way that's so good. Yeah. So beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm going to I'm going to go on to another one if you have time. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, tell us one more best. I'm going to say that I had a <laughs> I had a uh like a celebrating a 1 year bang anniversary last year. So Ooh. that's something that I came up with <laughs> I don't know why but this guy that I was this guy that I really like really have a lot of love for not like love but we care for each other and we were we met on mm. I think we met on like okay Cupid or something and we had sex really great and mm-hmm. he went away for a couple of months came back and then we basically just became fuck buddies and yeah. it was the perfect situation because he was really fun we really got along. He really respected me, loved what I did, loved Antelite Riot Club. Like he was also like set up his own business. We used to talk about business and we used to talk about um like we used to help each other and then we used to have great sex and we used to go visit each other wherever we were, but not in any way was it like a pressure to be in a relationship or we didn't expect anything from each mm-hmm. other and it, we could go for weeks or months without seeing each other. Anyway, we celebrated our one year <laughs> bang anniversary and had this big big night out like went to cocktails went for dinner played loads of pool and then um came back and basically just had like really wild explorative sex and I had never done this before but I basically did a lot of stuff with him around his yeah baby (laughs) that I'd never done before and I really liked like really enjoyed it and he was so open to it I love that um and didn't like I think with other people I've tried to approach like people are like straight guys are normally into like having a finger up there but like if you're like going down and licking it or you know putting other things up there they're not as keen sometimes and so he Mm -hmm. was just like Mm -hmm. Straight up, like legs by legs by his shoulders, <laughs> yes. and it was so good. And I was just there for ages, and just felt like so much power, but like not in a bad, not in a negative way. And just yeah, we just we just had a fucking amazing time, and that has opened up a whole new world of like mm. anal play, basically for me that I love. Amazing. So that for me, that wasn't even me receiving it; it was giving it to him. That was the biggest pleasure. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like I mean, obviously, everyone knows I have a bit of aversion to rimming and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think it's so cool that like people can, um, I don't know, like just sort of go in with it as well, not be afraid. But it, it, Hon- it, I guess it is becoming more like common and people are doing it more and more. Honestly, I was not into it. The thought of going down to someone's mm. like bum hole, especially guys if they're hairy, that turned me off so much. Like I couldn't think of anything <laughs> worse. But this was like, the situation was like, we felt both really free. I was super horny and so was he. And we had like, mm. we don't, we weren't like in a, I guess we were in a relationship that was like, prime to experiment sexually rather than like being complicated with other emotions and so yeah Mm -hmm. I just felt like that was the time and it felt great and it it like he loved it and I was I guess it's a stereotype isn't it it's 
it's this idea that like <laughs> men's bum holes are, are filthy and it's like that that is such a mm. an evil stereotype to have it's like yeah what so you can go down on me and go mm. down on my ass but I can't do it to you because yeah. you have a male bum hole yeah. and it's, it's it's exactly the same with like exactly. a lot of women are submissive a lot of men are dominant and it's seen as a very submissive thing to do but it doesn't have to yeah. be and it shouldn't be something that stops you from enjoying yeah. just another form of pleasure for both of you, like giving and receiving. We, I think we just got to abolish those stereotypes and like mm-hmm. fully go tongue in deep, more fogger. <laughs> Becky, Becky, how did you like get over that, f- like that fear that you had and like just sort of go in there and do it? Like, what was that moment that you were just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lick his bum. I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know if there was a conscious decision. <laughs> I just think that I was, um, I mean, I love giving blowjobs. So I think uh-huh. it, it's, they're in the same area. And it just kind of, like, I know <laughs> <laughs> so many guys like being stimulated around the area. And then he yeah. just basically said that I could use my mouth. And it, You must have just felt comfortable um, enough to have a go. Exactly. I think I just had a go. And then I realized that I, like, it wasn't bad and that I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. like I didn't feel at the time I wasn't like scared of getting poo in my mouth even though I didn't but you know like yeah, the thought the thought didn't come into my head really I was just like really it would like it was adding to the sexual experience it made it like so much more exciting and enjoyable for me and him I hope and yeah and then that was just like my focus for the next yeah, hour that's so good Oh an my god! An hour. Oh. <laughs> not always. Not always. Not an hour of rimming, just like that, other objects as well. Like, uh, yeah, that is amazing. I guess it's like so with cool. any kind of anal stuff or any kind of sex stuff, you're not sitting there thinking like. Yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna get a log in my mouth, or like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna get a hair at the back of my throat, or yeah. like, there's gonna be a bit of blood on my tongue. You know, you kind of just it, it is part and parcel, but you, that shouldn't be the thing that stops you from enjoying like a new level of pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And guys need to open up about their bum holes because yeah, baby, it's the pleasure for them. Oh, yeah, open up, yeah, open up, get them <laughs> lips wide, them bum hole lips. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Okay, I think this has got to be my worst fuck, actually. And it was years ago, but the whole thing was just such an absolute failure. So I, with my first boyfriend um, and (laughs) uh, another couple that we were sort of best friends with, um... Mm we wanted to have a foursome (laughs) and we were like, I don't know, we were like 16, 17 or something. Um, And I'd never done anything like that before. I don't think, but we basically planned it. We wanted, really wanted to do it. And it just like, it was just the most awful thing. Foursomes are terrible. Like it just ends (laughs) up being two, it ends up just being like two couples doing it next to each other and then you like try and kind of swap but then it's like super awkward yeah. and then like um, my boyfriend like couldn't keep it up at the time <laughs> and got like really embarrassed and then the other guy got really angry oh. because he was like just like blocking me in a way not angry oh. but just basically like just sort, your, sort, sort it out to my boyfriend and me, <laughs> me and the girl hell. we were just like <laughs> We were just kind of, kind of having a good time with us two, but like they were too straight to like get off. It was just, it was absolutely like bloopers. And I think someone got like hit in the face. And no. then my boyfriend like, ra- my like, my boyfriend stormed off in like a half. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I think, it was just, I think it was just me and the girl left there, just, just, just us two getting off in the end. So, yeah. Wow. Was- I mean, I do agree. Foursomes can be really complicated, but they don't all have to be horrible. I think that might have just been a really awkward time. Um, no, they really don't have to be. Like, I think also if it was more of like a, if everyone in it was a bit more fluid and it wasn't just like two couples trying to have a foursome, it would have been a bit better. And there's like loads of group situations where they can be really fun. But this was particularly terrible. Yeah, that that does sound, especially if like your your partner like went off in a half and like someone else took the piss for yeah, him not getting it's hard. Off. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> the last three, uh, sorry, the last foursome my partner Thomas and I had was in a hot tub. And the exact same situation happened with um, 
the other fella couldn't get hard. So we ended up like swapping around anyway. And I do not recommend having a foursome in a hot tub because one, I got so many vagina issues from that. Got like <laughs> bacterial infections and pelvic inflammatory disease, which I think came from them. Also, like it's such a slippery, uncomfortable surface. So you're trying to fuck. And then like the amount of times that I fell over, I like cracked my rib. And because because the way that hot tubs are formed, you don't really know where your footing is. Like you're, you're either Shit. like on some uncomfortable bit. So I wouldn't recommend it, but it was still a great experience. I would never have like not wanting to have that experience. It was just, yeah, kind of, it was really interesting. I guess it's different with group sex as well, because like awkward things can happen with one person during, during having sex. So when there's like four of you, there's just so much more room for error. (laughs) Yeah, the the risk is (laughs) higher. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Um, okay. This also was hard to choose, but I have to say <laughs> the, <laughs> the first time that I had, well, the first time that I came from someone going down on me was with my ex-boyfriend, the one that broke my heart. Oh. Um, and that was totally game changing because I just thought that I always had to use like my hands or vibrators or something to to yeah. get myself off during sex and that I wouldn't be yeah. able to come from someone going down with me. And mm-hmm. now I can all the time and I love it. So Amazing. I think like, especially for women, like being not being able to orgasm is a very common thing. But I think that also has a lot to do with our sexual partners and them not having the right knowledge and like not being taught well enough to actually um, pleasure us in in a healthy way. Because I guess in sex education, no one ever talks about pleasuring women. It's always about the male orgasm. So like I just I think that people don't put enough effort when it comes into really trying to make us come. So it's kind of understandable that that happened to you. Yeah, and also I think that I hadn't quite invested in the mindset that you sometimes mm. need to like do it at first, like to really relax and to really feel comfortable and to like yeah. give yourself to that person in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind and of. And I kind to of lose thought it. that if it wasn't happening yet, then it wasn't it wasn't ever going to happen, and I was waiting too much for the end result rather than just mm-hmm. enjoying the process. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. We get in our heads so much when it comes to orgasming, especially when you haven't had one and you're just like, it has to come now. And it's never going to happen if we're thinking about it too much because you just need to like properly let go and fully relax. I really find that with oral. If someone's going down on me, I find it really hard to come because not only is their head between my legs and I'm also thinking about like, what does my vagina smell like? What does it taste like? What does it look like? Yeah. But also, mm. it's like I, you know, I'm. I, there's a lot of focus and attention on that area. And what if I don't come? Or what if I can't? Like, I, I find it really hard to focus. It's a lot of pressure. And, and yeah, and, and get out of my mind. And it's so frustrating because it's like oral is some of the best pleasure you could possibly get. Oh fuck! I love oral sex so much. I know. Me too. Now it's my favorite. But up until that point, I think I just hadn't had people that were that good at. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I just haven't been in the right state as well. Mm. All that invested, because I think with oral sex, with anyone, all genders, you have to be invested and you have to, even if someone yeah, says, oh, no, I, I, I don't come that way, then making them feel comfortable enough to say like, hey, if you do or you don't, that's no big deal. Like, I just want to do this. I want to experiment. I'm happy to do this for a long time. You know, there's no pressure there. And I think that that really plays a part in being able to orgasm via oral. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I th- totally. That's a massive game changer. Suddenly being able to come during oral sex. Yeah, baby. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So this week's sex question is... My question to you, come curious, is should you leave your partner if they're not open to trying new things? I've been with my girlfriend for two years now. She's an amazing girlfriend, loves me inside and out, and is an amazing source of strength for my bad days and my good. I know she sees us as a long-term thing, and I think I would too, except the sex leaves a lot to be desired. 
I've been lucky enough to have some really intense sexual experiences in my life before meeting her. I'd come out of a very trusting FWB relationship. What's an FWB relationship? I'm not sure. Friends with benefits. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes, must be that. Where we'd explored all sorts from sexting, sending, receiving nudes, right through to the more intense things such as having sex in public, edge play, dirty talk, power play, and my all-time dirty favourite, rimming and being rimmed. It was awesome. Is this this my fuck buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, imagine if it was. Um, And to share (laughs) a deep trust and connection with someone enough to explore our deepest fantasies and mind-blowing and incredibly hot and something I'd imagine to share with my next partner this is a very long story I think I might cut it there and go back to their first question which is should you leave your partner if they're not open to trying new things well that's such a deep question but I'm gonna say yes yeah (laughs) no no obviously it's 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 way more complicated than that I mean if if you're asking that simple question should you leave your partner if they don't want to explore new things then like if they don't want to explore new things and you do, there's a clear answer there. But there's always mm. compromise and communication, and it we don't know necessarily the full story. Like I can't imagine that someone's going to turn around and say, "No, I don't want to try anything new ever." Yeah, it's all down to communication, though, isn't it? So if if they have communicated with her previously and she's just like eh, yeah I'm not really into that and all these things are obviously really important to you I would say yeah it's probably it probably is worth um leaving your partner <laughs> it's so deep but unfortunately if, if they're not willing to compromise and try things out for you then uh, especially well, if it's like yeah. if it's like you know your your biggest kink or your most yeah like your fetish or something if my partner wasn't okay with it then I wouldn't really know what to do I'd yeah sex request. is such an important part of a relationship mm. it depends on whether you can like work your way around it what do you think Becky give us some of your sweet ass knowledge um I mean my first instinct was that to ask if this person has really ask if they have anything if their partner has anything that they're interested in mm. that they haven't tried if like there's if there's ways in which they can explore less extreme things that she's into that they haven't tried rather than just all the things that he they whoever it is has on their menu of like desires yeah. um and whether it's been really properly communicated like this is so important to me um this is maybe a deal breaker because sex is a such important part of my identity and how I want to have a relationship because if it's just like in the throes of a moment someone might she might be really embarrassed to explore new things Mm. she might have insecurities or um be scared and just need to know that it's safe to like do these things and um I don't know I think there's so many questions there. Yeah, it's about making like a really comfortable space to allow her to kind of potentially explore those things as well. Yeah, like why why doesn't she want to give them a go? Mm. What what is stopping her? Has there been something She might have she might have these issues yeah. around like PTSD um, or maybe someone's like taught her that it's not okay yeah. or not made her feel comfortable enough. It's deviant. Mm, yes, yeah, like God is watching, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, actually, there is there is a little bit more to this story. It's shedding more light on what we're just saying. It says early on in my current relationship, it became clear my girlfriend didn't share the same love for sexual exploration and adventure. Upon sharing these kinks with her early on, she quickly expressed a lack of interest um, or disgust for them. Disgust! Deep! I found it hard to accept these micro rejections, but did not want to pressure her. Instead of hoping that over time and as we grew into our relationship, she'd warm up to the idea of exploring things with me. Ultimately, this was my mistake. Yeah. So it seems like they've... Everyone loves to hope. The thing is, like, we we meet someone and then we we get, like, little red flags or things that we don't necessarily like about them, but hope that they will change. And that's the last thing we should ever wish on our partners is, like, is hoping they'll change because unfortunately it never happens unless they want to change themselves yeah yeah well I had so much hope in my last relationship that the sex would come back and it never did 
And like, ultimately that's why we, I wasn't having that much sex for like three years. And there was still that little bit of hope, <laughs> like maybe on the fourth yeah. or maybe in the fifth year, we'll, we will start having sex again. Wouldn't that be sick, right? <laughs> if you like, if you go over the five year hump and then after five years, that honeymoon period happens again. Comes back. <laughs> yeah, oh comes back around. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Shit, I should have waited just that little just bit. Oh, no, trust no, me, I, I I know, think, on my sixth and a half year, it doesn't work. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you guys are probably right in that there is a level of like sexual compatibility that maybe they just these people just don't have. Yeah, it's all, it's unfortunate, yeah. but I mean, it, it depends on how much how important this is to you. I feel like if you've taken the time to write this out and ask us this question, it is quite important to you. Yeah. Fucking hell. This week's sex story is... So, I've been listening to the podcast since day one and it's taught me so much about what sex is and what it can be. So, last night my partner and I were cuddled up in bed touching each other. She started giving me head. However, I find climaxing from a blowjob difficult and feel under pressure to come. After 15 minutes or so, I gave up trying to come and we just lay next to each other, wanking ourselves off, which turned me on Mm. so much. After a few minutes, we were both reaching orgasm at the same time with our bodies shaking. My partner screamed out as she was finishing and I ejaculated over her chest. We were both in ecstasy. It feels so liberating gaining pleasure through non-penetrative sex, as I always felt like sex needed to include penetration. Definitely a lesson the podcast has taught me. Keep safe in these cra- crazy times. This was their so- self-isolation hey, sex story. So oh my cute. god, I love that. It was it so great. Magical. Yeah, I think that's also such like a an amazing thing is that like you don't have to sort of come through I don't know oral or penetration. Like you can literally just sort of both be I there. I love coming next to each other touching yourself it's such a great way because you feel totally connected and obviously you're part of the same experience like they're helping you get off and you're helping them get off just because you're not touching each other and like I love it when so when you're like telling each other what you want to do to each other but you're not doing it and you're just touching yourself and it's still like still oh yeah 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 especially because it's quite dangerous falling into when you're when, when you live together falling into a sex routine of like um, like oral mm. and then sex the same way and I think yeah. it is really important to change things up especially if you want the sex life to continue like try new things and and especially stuff that scares you or makes you feel awkward because I think to, for a lot of people to masturbate next to their partners can be quite terrifying but like you should mm. you should run towards the things that terrify you because it will it, it changes your chemicals and and you know you're, you're ticking things off your bucket list I, I think it's a such a beautiful way to reconnect yeah Definitely. what's funny is that they're both like in lockdown together yet they're not even <laughs> that <touching> is <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait wait we're the ones that are all alone yeah, right now you guys can not, fuck but, please um, fuck for us <laughs> hey guys exactly. the grass is not greener on the other side we have the opportunity to okay. fuck and we haven't so <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right Becky, how have you been doing during the self-isolation so far? Like how 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 are you doing? I am I'm I'm doing well like mentally, I think. I'm I'm actually kind of enjoying mm. the fact that I don't have any pressure. I have loads of excuses to stay home and no pressure to go out. Like FOMO is not a thing anymore. Yeah, right. Um but Oh my god, so true. Yeah, <laughs> but I am definitely very horny and I do keep waking up like like orgasming which is means that i'm ready to have sex so what yeah. yes those like really vivid fuck dreams where you wake up like like you're doing something very sexual in your dream you wake up pretty much coming yeah I've, I, I, I can come time. in my sleep I, a lot i have never experienced oh my God, that it's so good because <laughs> you're not even I'm touching pretty sure yourself it's a female it's a female wet dream mm. i'm pretty sure yeah whoa yeah and at first like the first couple of times that happened to me well maybe the first like 40 times happened to me it would I would always wake up just before coming and then I would have to like try and get back into it but it's not as it takes the whole like dream away like it becomes too real but now more recently yeah. I can actually just like all go all like climax in my sleep and wake up and feel like fine and content that I just came 
Whoa. So good. It's like a skill. Yeah, it's, it's like that it's like the incredible. new new lucid dreaming. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, well, that's what you need during self isolation because there's no one else there, just yourself. Yeah, but I can't switch it on. It's just like it's just it's more of an annoying thing at the moment because I do kind of just want like someone to be actually doing mm. it to me <laughs> rather than thinking. Yeah. yeah, frustration. I need human yeah, touch. We, all we have right now is our is our sex toys. Mm. Um, our own touch. <laughs> I've actually lost the charger from my main That's vibrator, it. so I'm really upset. <gasps> no. no. Yeah, I'm, ba- I'm back to like hey, the cheap to shit ones that I had before. No. <laughs> oh, Becky, you need to order some new ones in. Yeah, I actually had a really amazing womanizer, but then I they said it was waterproof, but I took it for too long in the bath and it broke. Which isn't a good advert for oh, it, but they no! said that. Sh- no, <laughs> they said that shouldn't happen, so they might send me a new one. I don't know. Oh shit! So unfortunately, it is time for us to fuck off. Fuck off! Fuck off! This has been like a whirlwind trying to record this podcast when we can't even see each other. We're all sitting in our own little rooms by ourselves. I'm actually with our happy little, we're um... finishing because it's just it's been a nightmare. Like, <laughs> it's the first time with a podcast that I'm ever like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this conversation ending. <laughs> so rude Reed. so it's, it's just technology becky you've been amazing and lovely but i'm not taking that personally don't worry <laughs> um oh where, my god where can our curious fuckers find you becky all right you can find me on antidiet riot club on instagram and facebook or antidiet riot on twitter also um if you want to follow me personally i'm sloppy underscore spice on Instagram. Nice. Amazing. I like it. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you so for much, lovelies. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure. It, a pleasure. pleasure. A pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs> We will be here every week still, even though this is through quarantine times. You might just have to deal with some um, uh, out-of-format podcasts for now. But if you want to find us, follow us and like and subscribe and all that jazz, you can find us at Come Curious on Instagram and Twitter. And our personal ones, which are at Florence Bark and at Read Amber X. Yay. Please rate, subscribe. <laughs> Do all that jazz. Yeah. Like it, share it, spread it. Spread it like, spread it without uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, spread it like your legs, not corona. Yeah, that's a good exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we will see okay. you next Thursday. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.